This is the Health to Your Health and Wealth Show. Show me the money on My Talk 1071 with guests from Health Foundation's Birth Center and ClearStub Financial. Let's learn something. And here's your host, Miss Shannon. Yes, thank you for joining us here on the Health and Wealth Show on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Miss Shannon. Very happy to be joining you. Hopefully, we provide some information that helps you sleep at night. And I said that on purpose this week. I mean, I say that often, but specifically this week, hopefully this information is something that will help you get some healthy sleep habits, courtesy of our friend, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. Hello, Dr. Amy. Are you feeling well-rested today? Good morning. I was actually on call overnight. So. Oh, no. So you have a good reason not to be well-rested. I think that's fair. So I get this. So we are talking about sleep today. I get this 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I've had kids. I have little ones. They're older now. Mm-hmm. But uh, goodness, I totally understand what that means being in the trenches with yeah. babies and toddlers. And even when they're older, depending on your kid, that doesn't always mean that you can sleep well. <laughs> Because one, I think there's a couple of things, and I'm pretty sure we'll get into this because it is, we're talking about habits, and habits are things that are perpetual, and that you build them, and then you have to figure out how to rearrange them. But a lot of our habits as parents are to not sleep well, yes, because you're constantly on mental call that your kid might need you in the middle of the night, or something might be going on. Oh, yeah. Or I know what I did uh, for the longest time. It was, well, I'll stack up all of my me things until they go to sleep. Yes. Right? So, I hear that from right. so many people. So I'm trying to get to get him to go to bed at 930, and now maybe he doesn't go to bed until 1030. I still have all the things uh-huh. to do. And so I was reading a study, and it was talking about sleep anxiety, and then it was talking about um, uh, revenge Sleep. (laughs) So it was like revenge sleep. So here's what it is basically is that it was talking about how we as human beings, because we're so mad that we have to sleep because we want to do other things or all this stuff. So you know you're tired, but you basically punish yourself by not going to sleep. Which then leads into the sleep anxiety. So now you're back into this whole cycle. Oh my goodness. I see that so much. Right. Right. And even, you know, I I I laugh, but um, that whole me time when yes. your kids go to bed. Oh my gosh, I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And um, now I've got a teenager and an, another almost teenager. Yep. And so this last year or maybe year and a half, they've started going to bed a little later. Right. When they started going to bed later, oh my gosh, that was a huge shift for me. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not necessarily as needy of me as they were like when they were toddlers. Right. The demand is still there. Agreed. Agreed. And there's still need things, want things, mom, mom, mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And it went on. Now it goes on until 10 o'clock at night. Right. Where it used to, you know, around 830. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so when their t- bedtime was 830 or nine, well, that means I still had a little bit of time. Right. Now it's kind of like mom's done at nine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I feel myself because my kid's in that tween age. He's going to be 13 next month. Same thing where I'm going. I have to treat it the same way that I treated it. And I feel so whack doing this. It's so not (laughs) cute or sexy that I do this. But it's the same way as when he was a little and people say, you have to sleep when the baby sleeps. That's what I feel like I have to do now where I'm like, the minute he falls asleep, I'm like grabbing the melatonin and everything else (laughs) to try and knock myself out because I'm like, you will regret this at 4 a.m. when you're back up. Yeah. Or the next day. Right. I mean, sleep is so important. Mm -hmm. And that is where we steal time. Right. I feel like that's where we, st- a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Steal 
time in general is away from sleep. Right. And so, but you know, when we don't sleep and we don't get adequate sleep or we don't get the right type of sleep, then the next day you're dragging. Right. right? And you don't have that same mental acuity. You know, right. it's not as clear of thought. You might make mistakes. Mm hmm. That leads to depression and anxiety and other mood things that happen. Right. You know, it leads to, you know, everybody always talks about weight gain. Yes. And not sleeping. Mm -hmm. You know, sleep and weight gain and weight in general have a, you know, specific correlation. So there's all of these things that sleep influences. And I don't think we think about that enough. When you have oh, like no. these domino effects in your life. It's hard to go, well, the main thing is that I'm not sleeping well enough. Like, it took a major breakdown in my life for me to go, you know what, the primary problem that started this three years ago is you haven't slept right for the last eight years, basically. Like, and I could yeah. remember once I looked back at it, I could track to when it really got in the trenches with some stuff with my kid and everything else where I just have not been sleeping right for ages. Yeah. And finally, it just snowballed to the point that I'm just like, I am now having a full blown anxiety attack. And this is part of it is like, well, you've been slowly killing yourself with no sleep for 10 years. So, and, and you're actually very right when you say that a lack of sleep does slowly kill us. Mm -hmm. It is a, it, it's, it's it sounds, a silent killer. Right. It sounds like we're being dramatic, but it yeah. really is. Yeah. It does affect you in so many ways. And it almost seems like in our society, you, you know, I remember almost wearing it like a badge of honor. I'm like, oh, I can get by with hardly any sleep. I don't need to sleep. You yeah. know, like you just train yourself to say that that's fine. when It's kind of not. Yeah. And, you know, I know going through medical school and then um, being on call, especially those first handful of years um, in a practice that you it is it's mm -hmm. almost like you are given kudos. Right. And that gold star for being able to function on a less amount of sleep. Right. It's very interesting, mm -hmm. kind of how we're rewarded for bad habits. Right. <laughs> and this is one of those bad habits that people go, well, that's a that's an okay one. And it's like, yeah, I'm yes. still not. Yeah. And you know it that's exactly it. Sleep is another part of our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It is a habit. Right. And just like our bodies get used to other routines that we have, whether it's eating or exercise or all these other things that we talk about kind of on the show. You know, sleep is another one of those habits and our bodies get in these ruts. Right. Right. If you do something over a period of time, that's what your body expects to happen. Agreed. And so um, we talk, you know, we were mentioning a lot about those earlier years with babies and toddlers and how that changes our sleep. Um, for many people, at least, you know, especially in our practice, since we do a lot of women's health and maternity, um, that's where a lot of this starts. Right. Or um, or those really, you know, overnight jobs. Right. Really high demanding jobs, even if there's only certain periods of time where it's like, okay, I've got these big projects and I'm going to work on them and I'm working crazy hours a day for mm -hmm. six weeks and then it's okay. But at that point, your body has 
developed that habit. Right. And so that's just kind of sometimes what we go with. Then. Exactly. Because I had life stress. Like I wasn't great at it in college. Then I got a job that had weird hours because I was doing like either overnight work or or then I went to a morning show, which throws you all off. Uh And then after that, because I just got used to, well, I don't sleep right. And so by the time I had my son and then he was having adding all these things, I was like, well, that's okay. I'm really good at being I'm really good at not sleeping. So I don't need the sleep. I can do this for a long time. (laughs) Right. It just kind of went from one thing to the next thing. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, but when we think about it, on average, if as an adult, everybody needs about eight hours of sleep a night. Okay. So just mentally check in for a minute and think, gosh, is that even close to what right. I'm getting? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, what we're going to talk a little bit about today, you know, moving into this next segment is really about kind of what those habits are mm-hmm. and checking in to say, okay, what's my sleep hygiene like? Right. You know, it's not, we, everybody kind of thinks about sleep as the immediate, like, okay, I'm going to bed, brushing my teeth and I'm going to lay down. Right. But really there's hours leading up to sleep that we need to have really good sleep hygiene to mm-hmm. make even that sleeping period you know, work. Right. And be really good. So. Right. And I think it's also good as we go through this conversation to remind people that there's no concrete right and wrong we're going to give you lots of options yeah because this is just kind of one of those things that you train yourself to go well i tried this it didn't work so i'm i failed you didn't fail you're just going to keep working on things i had to keep working on it and this is something to know that if you've been having poor sleep for a long time you know it takes about a good month Mm -hmm. sometimes a little bit more to shift those habits and to really notice that big difference Mm mm-hmm And so I think even hearing that, that it's not that like (laughs) the other night I thought, oh, my gosh, I woke up. I felt refreshed. And I'm like, huh, I got a good night's sleep. Right. I'm fixed. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, back to the bad things. I'm great at this now. Give me my trophy. Right. Right? Like, oh, this is good. Perfect. So I'm glad that we're going to be able to assist some people today with some healthy sleep habits. You can also be part of the Health and Wealth Show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon. Also want to remind you that this episode and all of our previous episodes are very easy to find on our website. If you want the podcastable version of it, maybe you're too tired to listen to us this morning. That would make sense. You can listen to it later <laughs> when you can feel like you're being fully present and awake. Just go to my MyTalk1071.com. Use the keyword health and wealth. So, Dr. Amy, um, I, I think it's I'm glad that we started this from a position of honesty was like look we know from trial and error <laughs> that yeah. that this is something that we've had to work on like it's really i'm still not up to eight hours of sleep because i i can't remember the last time i was an eight hours person like i hear that number all the time and it seems like oh my gosh that is such a lofty goal but kind i like to, our water intake goal right yes exactly <laughs> which we talked about you kind of thing i am better on that but here's the thing is that you were talking about training to get to the point that I was closer to my water intake goal, which still, like the last little app that I had said, you should get 119 ounces a, w- a day. And I'm like, 
how on earth am I going to do that? That's a lake. How am I going to drink a lake? <laughs> and so I had to slowly like work up to it and I'm still not there yet, but I am a better. And I sleep was the same thing for me is that I was going, well, real talk, you're living on five. That's not even close. Like we were saying right. before we went to break. So I'm like, just try and get to six. And so I put an app on my phone. I, I started like there's we all have technology. So if you're like me, I like to gamify things. It just makes it easier on me. Yep. So I set my phone that it would at midnight start to try and turn itself off. And then I just noticed that it was always I always got to that point because my whole goal was to be in bed and have my phone out of my hand before I got to the point that it was like, hey, let me dim the screen. It goes to black and white, does all this stuff. Yep. And I just never got to that. It always, I had to end up turning that off because I was in the middle of doing something on my phone every time. Yeah. And it just was a good reminder going, you need to back that up too. Like, how are you going to figure this out and train yourself, like you said, to try and get better at these things? And our will is quite strong. Yes. Yes. It's, it's our will against ourselves. <laughs> right. right? Like, I don't need this. Why did I do that? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think oh, so valid. And, you know, I, I, my husband kind of laughed. He's like, oh, you're talking about sleep today. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, look, because do as I say, not what I do sometimes. Right? Like we're all, it's a process. Because being on call for so many years. Yep. Um. It's probably been almost about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my bo- talk about body training for right. sleep. Very mm-hmm. interesting how that works. Right. And then, right, like I mentioned, I've, I have two kids. And so, and I had, our first was definitely a not a good sleeper. Right. For years. Yes. Not mm-hmm. for one, not for two, not even for three. For We're years. talking about like eight, nine, ten. Exactly. I mean, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I totally feel you. And I think there's more people out there that know that they're allowed to admit Oh my because it feels it. weird to say it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So they're like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to say that my kind of sleep because it feels like you're like in this this weird triage all the time. Oh, that's <laughs> a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. That parent triage. Exactly. And it's like, well, yeah, yes. it's, you're allowed to admit that these things are hard and it's making you your life more difficult because you're doing what you yes. think you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So what's the down and dirty really when we think about it? Um, again, it's a habit, right? So it's not something that will happen in a day or even a week. You know, it's something that I think happens over several weeks, not to say that you won't garner the benefits sooner of getting more sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's just talk about some kind of sleep hygiene ways to think about sleep ways to kind of set yourself up for success. Okay. So the first one is just turn down your lights, right? Um, I really was reminded of this this last couple of weeks. Um, my son has made his bedroom his sanctuary. Oh, smart. This last mm-hmm. few weeks. I feel like we've kind of been going there, but now he has it set up the way he really wants it. And one of those things were kind of like these dimmable colored lights that mm-hmm. can change colors. So they're pretty muted, yes. but still he would leave them on when he would go to bed. Right. And all of a sudden, he started just being up more at night, mm. not sleeping well again. I was like, and I walked by his room one night, and I thought, gosh, those lights seem pr- pretty bright. And we talked about it the next day. I'm like, bud, you need to just turn down those lights or right. turn them off. I have a feeling that's what's causing your sleep. Okay. You know, to be mm-hmm. icky again. And so, lo and behold. It helped. It helped. Mine, he's got, uh, it's on a timer now. Uh-huh. Because same thing is that he likes it. It's a good distraction. It puts like this really cool thing up on his ceiling. 
but it's on all the time. Yep. And so I was like, so now, so instead of being him waking back up and going, there's a neat thing to look at, I was like, oh, let's just dim it, you know, kind of thing. So it goes off, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So I had to put, build that in because I didn't, I don't want to have to wake <laughs> up and go turn it off <laughs> anymore. Right. Not to right. put one more thing on your plate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But in the evenings, you know, when the lights go down, you know, technology, when, when the light bulb was invented, mm-hmm. that's really when the start of sleep issues came about right because right. we're not following our body's natural rhythm to mm-hmm. go to sleep when it's dark when it's dark mm-hmm. and so because generally when it's dark it signals our bodies to okay it's time to rest to wind down and to go to sleep mm-hmm. and then all these other hormones happen you know the the biggest one in our bodies is melatonin right you know melatonin is released that signals our bodies okay it's time to go to sleep mm-hmm well, when we have lights on all the time, it really signals our body to be awake. Right. But also, it enables us to do all of these other things that otherwise we wouldn't necessarily do if we didn't have lights in the evenings. Right. So just, you know, if you have some sleep issues, make sure that your lights are low. You know, like you said, you set that timer. So everything kind of dimmed down. Right. And it does. It signals your body to say, okay, it's time to rest and relax. Mm -hmm. Other things, you know, make your bedroom or wherever you sleep in your house, your sanctuary. It should be a place of peace. Right. Of quiet, of a place that you enjoy to go. Mm -hmm. And so whatever that is for you. Right. I and, and, and people find this insane because my job is consuming media. I don't have a bed, uh, a TV in my bedroom. And I've had more than one person come over and be astonished that I don't have a TV in there. And I was like, no, because I already don't sleep great. I can't, I'm not one of those people that can have that kind of distraction. I can't fall asleep oh, to yes. TV. It just doesn't work for me. It's, yep. I'm still even a little bit, or even I can fall asleep to it. I can't stay asleep to it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It so, doesn't help me. I know some people, that's how they, that's their jam. That's how they wind themselves down. It doesn't work for me. So I had to take all that extra stuff out of the room. Yes. Not a great idea to have any sort of TV, electronics, screens in your bedroom. Right. I can't use it as like the corner of my office when I had to have my office in that was like now I have an office office. Yeah. Because I have enough space. But when I had to multi-use space, I couldn't have my office be in my bedroom. Yes. Because my so brain was always looking over there going, you should be doing something. <laughs> Why aren't you up doing? Exactly. <laughs> and that voice is loud at 2 a.m. <laughs> uh-huh. Or the running list. Yes. In yes. Your head. Yes. We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I read that in an article and it really resonated with me where it's like, don't keep your to-do list in your head and go, oh, oh I yeah. can remember. I'll do this. It really just gives you more things to focus on. So I just got back in the habit of, if nothing else, I get my phone out and I just grabbed my open my calendar app and just just chain just stream of conscience with all the little things. Grocery order groceries, do this. I put it all there so it's not in my brain and I don't have to think about it. It is. It's a mind dump in the evening. Right. Evenings. Exactly. That helped a ton, Doctor Amy. So if you are having these lists or reoccurring thoughts or. Mm-hmm that you're just focused on something, whatever that is, that's another thing that um, people really recommend is, for lack of a better word, journaling yes. before bed. Mm-hmm. It really is just a mind dump. Right. And it doesn't even have to be complete sentences. No. But if you are just dumping that out of your mind and putting it on a piece of paper or typing it out on your computer, whatever mm-hmm. it is, wow, there's a 
it's amazing kind of that sense of release. It's like a mental exhale is yes. what I feel like. Like I can go, oh, okay, I don't have to carry that. It's yep. someplace. I know I'll get back to it. I can look at it later if I want, but I don't have to think about it right now. Yes. So, um, because I hear that a lot, that mm-hmm. just those those thoughts right. and not being able to go to bed just because of all of the thinking that's happening. Um, that's one way to think about it. Yes. <laughs> is mm-hmm. to put it down on paper, journal about it, write it down, whatever that is for you and get it out of your brain. It often is easier to fall back asleep. Well, we only have about a minute before you have to go to break. And so I wanted to give you a a question that I know you might need to think about, Dr. Amy. So the whole concept of how long should I lay in bed if I can't fall asleep? Okay. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, cause I've read a variety of different things about that. Like, when is it counterproductive? Should I get back up? Should I stay in bed? What should I do if I'm one of those people that I'm just laying here and it feels like I've laid here for an hour and you start to stress yourself out? So, yes. Mm-hmm. Cause then it starts the cycle. Right. Right. Uh-huh. In a whole different way. And I'd like to kind of talk about that because I think some people are going back to the sleep anxiety. It's no fun for them to try and go to sleep. It seems like it really is just a, a laborious process sometimes to get some of these better habits. So is it okay if we cover that? Absolutely. Perfect. We also want to remind you that there is a great opportunity for you to get some of your questions answered. You can call and be part of the Health and Wealth Show. Call us at 651-641-1071. And also, if you have general health questions in general, a great place to start is by calling Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass and her team over at Health Foundations. You can go to their website, healthfoundations.com, and I'll give them your phone number as well, Dr. Amy. It's 651-895- 2520. We'll be right back on the Health and Wealth Show with Dr. Amy Johnson Grass from Health Foundations Birth Center. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Dr. Amy Johnson Grass from Health Foundations Birth Center and Women's Health Clinics. If you have any of those just general uh, health questions, this is a great place to start because a lot of your methodology, Dr. Amy, is going questions are okay and we will take the time to fully explore the answers that you need. Absolutely. I think that was absolutely the theme of this week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, people reaching out or the patients that I saw um, who had something going on, maybe they'd seen been seen for it before, didn't really understand what was happening. Right. Um, and, you know, and I said, when it boils down to it, you just need to ask more questions. Right. And not and that's not always encouraged. No. People go, oh, well, you don't need to know that. Just just do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like people walk away from an appointment with a prescription in hand and feeling a little overwhelmed. Right. But, you know, when you get to the root of it, not really understanding what just happened. Right. Or what it means or maybe what the implications mean for them. And then they get home and they start thinking about it a little bit more. It starts sinking in. And then they, you know, they think, oh, am I really okay? Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Or, wow, is this something I really have to worry about? Right. And then they talk to Dr. Google. Yes, <laughs> which is never your best resource. <laughs> <laughs> which can be quite anxiety producing. Right, because it gives you all the options. Because sometimes I sometimes I even consult Dr. Google when mm-hmm. it's myself. Right. It's 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm not feeling right. Exactly. And I would think about thinking, oh my gosh, am I dying? Right, because it could all I lead to that. I'm like, haha, Amy, you know you're not dying. But... <laughs> You know, that's when our, you know, emotions, you know, emotions sometimes are stronger than our rational thought. Fair enough. So, um, 
so yeah, remember, ask more questions. And if you, uh, you know, maybe you've just seen your provider and you're, you're in that boat where that I was kind of talking about, you know, call the clinic, talk to, talk to one of the nurses on the nurse line, mm-hmm. say, you know, I was in, this is what happened. You know, now that I'm home, I have a few more questions. See if they can answer them for you over the phone. And if not, you know, schedule a virtual visit right now with your provider. Right. One of the things that I have appreciated about being able to do these virtual visits and be able to that is that I do think that some communication options have been uh, it just just brought more to the forefront. Like now I can like log into a portal and send my doctor an email, yep. which sometimes for me, because of the way I process information, it helps to be able to laundry list all of the stuff out in an email, even if it only is like broken grammar thing, just get it all out of my brain. And then they have to send me back a full formed response, sure. you know, and so and that has helped sometimes because I'm going, well, I had questions. Well, now I don't have to remember it yep. or I've taken notes when I was talking to them or anything. It's yeah. it's all listed in the email, and that has actually helped out a lot. And I it never would have occurred to me for me to go. Can you type all this out <laughs> like, and sure. give this to me? So there are options out there for us now. Or even to even during a visit, it's okay to ask your provider or maybe their nurse to say, you know, I I really need you to write that down for mm-hmm. me. A summary. Yes. Summarize all this. Yeah. Yes, because I just am not going to be able to remember it when I get home. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So that's completely appropriate. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were talking about our sleep habits, so before we went to break, I had brought up this particular scenario because I've talked to a number of people in my peer group that said that this ha- they're, they're kind of in this boat where they go, okay, I know I should be in bed by, we'll say, 10, 8, 10 p.m. So they go to bed, they lay down, they're trying to do all the things they're supposed to do, and they just cannot fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And so it ends up causing more anxiety. And I have one friend that's actually said it makes her angry. Like she's angry at herself that she can't go to sleep. So I've read a couple of different strategies. So I want to know how we work through each and decide which one we are, where there's X amount of time I should stay in bed and then get up and do something or try something or start over. Or what do you think in general when we're talking about sleep hygiene in, how do I start? And then if that doesn't work, how do I know how to reset? I sure. guess is my question. So when we think about falling asleep in general for young people and younger adults, so I, let's say 50 and under. Okay. Mm-hmm. In general, it takes probably 30 minutes or less to fall asleep. Okay. When let's say you hit around 50 or, or are an older adult, um, Sometimes it starts taking a little bit more. Okay. So it can take maybe up to 45 minutes. Okay. If you are laying there, right, it's not really productive to lay in bed for hour, two hours, three hours. Mm -hmm. Because then you start hating your bedroom, hating bed, hating bedtime. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It feeds into that cycle of not great sleep. Mm -hmm. So it's fine to get up. But when you get up, try and get cozy on the couch and do something like read a book. Right. Don't grab your phone. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't necess- doom scroll. This is not the time to doom scroll no, through social media. Don't necessarily turn on the TV. You know, all that technology is stimulating. Mm-hmm. And it really, it won't help you necessarily fall back or fall asleep. So maybe try something around the lines of like reading a book. Mm-hmm. And then when you feel tired, go back and go to bed. Right. You don't want your bedroom to be associated with negativity. True. So mm-hmm. like that, you mentioned that friend that felt angry. Yes. You know, ugh. 
your bed, you want it to be really for sleep and for intimate time. Mm-hmm. Don't do work in your bed. Don't, you know, overload yourself with technology and electronics when you're in bed. Really save that space for sleep. Right. And I've done some silly, and I say silly because I'm a little more woo-woo spiritual in my beliefs of some of these things. But sometimes I do think you just need to mentally change the energy in your room. Yeah. So there's been times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up and I, you know, I light some incense and I have my like lavender sprays and stuff. I'm like, just change the energy and changing the aroma of your room sometimes. I'm like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to go get a drink of water. I'm going to remake my bed and start afresh kind of thing. And really think about what's happened. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, sleep is not an episode that starts when you lay in bed. Right. The sleep hygiene actually starts much earlier in the day. So Mm -hmm. start thinking about things like, when was your last cup of coffee? Right. You know, 80% of adults have an afternoon cup of caffeine in some form. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's too much for people. Right. And so that three o'clock, three o'clock cup of coffee or triple espresso. Because <laughs> <laughs> you go all in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, might be hindering your bedtime. So take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, uh, you know, is it a blood sugar issue? Right. If you have blood sugar and this isn't necessarily meaning you have diabetes or pre-diabetic, all of that aside, if your blood sugar is low, you're not going to be able to fall asleep. Or if you find yourself like waking up in the middle of the night and having a difficult time falling back asleep, try having a protein snack. Right. You know, we see this in pregnancy all the time because babies are growing and they're taking everything. Yes. And so um, women and pregnant people's blood sugar drops and it mm-hmm. wakes them up. Right. Because it's your body's way of saying, hey, I need some food. Yes. But if you don't fuel your body if, and protein, not sugar, not carbs, not a bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. um, not ice cream, not right. a cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to start because, I mean, it was one of those. I'm like, this is when I got I have my, my keto bread. And then I do. Pe- that's that's when I do my peanut butter sandwich, you know, Perfect. kind of thing or my Greek yogurt. You know, one more thing, because I was trying to do that. Well, don't eat after like seven, because that's one of those things you do. Didn't yeah. work for me. You know, around like eight thirty, nine o'clock, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just real life. Even if I did have dinner and it was quote unquote what I was supposed to have, like you need one more thing before you go to sleep because I will wake back up hangry, and yeah. like and that doesn't help. So I get that. Yeah. So a little protein snack before bed. Again, it doesn't have to be huge. Okay. Um. You know, think about: Are you drinking alcohol before bed? Right. You know, alcohol is. Um, a sedative, mm-hmm. so sometimes it can help us fall asleep. But for a lot of people, it has a rebound effect. Okay, so it might wake you up, you know, in the middle of the night, and okay. that's very difficult to fall back asleep often. So check in and see. You mm-hmm. know, are you drinking a glass of wine before bed, or is it at four o'clock, or is mm-hmm. it six o'clock? And see if that might be influencing you know, your ability to sleep or get good sleep. So if you notice that you're going, like it's been a while since you slept well, do you, you know, when we're tracking it, do you just go, well, just write down things or send yourself a little note of what your afternoon looks like or your evening looks like? Is there ways for us to kind of figure out what those triggers might be? Absolutely. Okay. And it can be as simple as, you know, a lot of times if I try and track something even for myself, Mm -hmm. I'll just put a note in my phone. Gotcha. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I, I label it list. <laughs> right. That <laughs> so way you know where it's at. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So all of the things that when I search my calendar and it says list, then I know that I can look down in the notes and say, oh, whatever I was following or trying to remember. Right. So whatever that looks like for you, it can be really simple. It doesn't have to be arduous. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be one more thing to do. Um, but the other piece of this, too, is consistency of bedtime. Okay. Makes That's a hard. huge mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm. It is hard, mm-hmm. but as much as we can go to bed at a similar time every evening, really cues and keys our body to say, okay, this is time to sleep. Right. And a lot of times, too, we notice the difference in, you know, particularly pre COVID, where we had our Monday through Friday schedule. Yes. And then our weekend schedule. Right. Even that little bit of shift on the weekends where we're going to bed maybe hour, two, three hours later mm-hmm. can have a pretty, you know, impactful. Right. For what type of sleep that we're having and then what it looks like for the days after. And I think you just need to know that about yourself. Like yeah. we like I'll use this example because as a comedian, we call those you are not a second show Friday person. Like there's some people like if you're normally in bed by 10 o'clock, don't think just because it's the weekend you can do stuff at 1030. Your body is not going to agree with you. That's right. not the way it works. And <laughs> that's probably just you need to know yourself. Know yourself. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that will of the mind. <laughs> I should be able to do this. No, no, maybe you shouldn't. It's not it's in like your best this, interest. It's like this internal talk with your self that has like the angel costume and yourself that has the devil <laughs> exactly. costume every evening. Because <laughs> right now, right now I'm working on, um, especially when I'm not on call or I'm not, I'm not at the birth center overnight. I say, you know, I need to go to bed at 10. Yes. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. And that's a really healthy time to be going to bed for mm-hmm. people. Um, naturally, that's how our bodies work. You know, melatonin is, starts to be released around that time in the evening. And melatonin in our bodies signals to say, okay, it's time to go to sleep and it helps us fall asleep. Right. The evening is also a time when our body, when we sleep, our body heals and okay. repairs. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting enough sleep, your body's not healing and repairing. Um And, you know, as much I always say when I talk about sleep, as much time as you can get before midnight, almost adds gold stars to your sleep bank. Gotcha. Okay. Mostly because that's just how our bodies are, you know, signaled to work. Mm -hmm. And then so melatonin naturally is released at night around 10 o'clock, let's say. And so it signals our bodies to go to sleep. It peaks around you know, 2 a.m. and then it starts leaving our body and as melatonin leaves your body, then it starts signaling that it's time to wake up. Okay. So, you know, that's why by six, seven o'clock in the morning, then when the light comes out, it signals our body and all the mechanisms in our eyes and how we absorb light to say, oh, time to wake up. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So just things to kind of think about that way. You know, after the break, I do want to talk about melatonin as a supplement okay and other supplements and things that you can be thinking about um to add another layer to just help you either fall asleep or stay asleep perfect we will cover that and more when you return we're listening to the health and wealth show here on my talk 1071 with dr amy johnson grass we'll be right back Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Shannon here with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass, who is a person that I'm very happy to call friend. And mm-hmm. I just want to say this. Sometimes you have a friend where you think they're smart, but you still don't listen to their advice. <laughs> um, Dr. Amy, like I had to like train myself to just go, just do it and trust the process because <laughs> you would give me advice and I'd go, 
Well, yeah, but not for me. And then I just was like, just do it. She said, go get this thing, buy these vitamins, do this thing, try it. And it has all worked out. So for anybody listening, uh, like sometimes if you go, just trust the process. Don't talk yourself out of trying things because I think we just do that sometimes because the trying of it seems like more work than just doing whatever you're already doing now, which is not working. So you just keep doing it. And that's like beating your head against the wall. When you know the wall's right there, just stop hitting your head against it. Let's move around it. You hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. You just get used to it. You just get used to it. And then you, yes, change is hard. Right, right. Change is hard. And I, you know, I see in the world right now so much people are just, tired mm-hmm. for so mm-hmm. many reasons mm-hmm. i mean it's been a rough year mm-hmm. it's been an emotional year there's lots of change right and then um when we look at ourselves even though we know something's not working right it's hard to make that mental shift i, I there's something that i'm working on right now and the first step in my mind is choosing to change exactly and i keep checking in with myself thinking are you ready to are you ready to choose this week <laughs> right. are, are you ready to make that change because for about a month now my mind has said no right, right. and mm-hmm. it's again it's back to this whole idea of <laughs> this stubbornness and kind of this tenacity of our mind exactly um and i you know it really is once you take those first couple steps it's so much easier yes to tell yourself it's not going to work And it's easier just to do what you're doing. It's not going to work. So why am I going to do this other thing? That's going to be too hard. And you come up with all like I, my brain in the blink of a moment can come (laughs) up with all the reasons why a thing shouldn't work. You know, like we brought up earlier, the whole drinking more water. I'm like, well, I don't have more time. I can't carry it with me all the time. What if I have to go to the bathroom and I'm in someplace inconvenient and I have to be around other people's air and I don't want to go in a public restroom? Like all these things are like, or just start drinking water and listen. Just drink water. Exactly. (laughs) Which is so much less thought. Think how much energy, just think, just think how much less energy that was right now. Oh my gosh. Or just drink Drink water. water. Like I could have powered an entire solar panel with the amount of thinking that I was doing about just now I'm just doing it. Just drink more water. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Right. So same with sleep. Yes. Just go to bed. Just try it. Bed. Just mm-hmm. try it. Mm-hmm. Try cutting back on the caffeine. Try maybe letting go of that alcohol a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we were talking about melatonin and I think melatonin was always kind of in the news. It's one of those things that people bring up often. I do think, especially in our world now that has this COVID overlay, it was one of the things that you saw that popped up in a couple of articles that say, hey, for some reason, people who take melatonin have a little extra immunity or something like that. So let's back up and remind people what melatonin is in general. So melatonin is actually a hormone that our body secretes. Mm -hmm. It's what um, kind of follows our circadian rhythm that helps us fall asleep. So generally, um, kind of like what we mentioned earlier, 10 o'clock is where it starts being secreted. 2 a.m. is where it's at its peak. And 6 a.m. is about where it's lowest. Okay. So it helps us. It helps us in our sleep cycle. Okay. It's a great way to think about it. Melatonin, yes, has gotten a lot more lip service, I think, over, especially again this year. But even just this last couple of years as a sleep aid. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can find it in uh, co-ops. You can find it a lot of times in your pharmacies. Um, And what it does is it basically artificially imposes this cycle on your body. Okay. 
In general, one to three milligrams about an hour before bed is safe to take over a course of uh, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for some people it works and some people it doesn't. Right. Because the whole idea of melatonin is it helps you fall asleep. It doesn't necessarily help you stay asleep. Right. So that's the biggest thing I hear a little bit with melatonin. A lot of what's formulated on the market is not time released. Right. So when it's not time released, when you take it, it's also metabolized in your body. It's half-life is mm-hmm. quite quick. Okay. And so it doesn't stick around for really long periods of time either. Mm-hmm. So um, I do encourage you, if you are taking melatonin, um, to look for a time-released formula. Right. Um, I don't, you know, the ones that I've seen have been in the co-ops, but, you know, it or, I think I see them provider. at, yeah, and I've but, seen them at just uh, in the, the bougie part of, of my pharmacy oh, next yeah. to the vitamins. So, yes. yeah, so, yes. and there's a variety of them out there now. So there's the time released capsules. There's yeah. the, okay, I do gummies. So the, Chewables. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different formulations. What about those, you hear those stories that people have, say they think they have weirder dreams when they take it. Um, you know, perhaps. Okay. You know, I think of a little bit more vivid dreams. Like if you're having really vivid dreams, check in and see how many B vitamins you're taking in a day. Okay. Because what I was finding over the years, there was a period of time when emergency, that drink pack. Yes. Um, was really popular and people were sometimes a little bit overdoing it. Okay. And you'd, you'd talk and somehow in the conversation it'd come out that, wow, I'm having these really vivid or crazy dreams. Mm-hmm. And I'd check and I'd say, well, how much, how many B vitamins are you taking or how much emergency are you You're like, drinking all in a day? The, all the emergency, right? Exactly. That let's maybe back off a little bit of that. <laughs> right. Um, and so, you know, the, the, just kind of looking and seeing, uh, you know, even other things that you're taking. Okay. So it, it can be an okay aid in that falling asleep piece, but not always staying asleep. And so if that's, if there's other things that help us really stay asleep. Okay. Um, so other things to be thinking about are, you know, magnesium. Mm-hmm. We talk, or I talked with a lot of people about calcium, magnesium. We use a liquid in our practice mm-hmm. because for the populations that we help and just in general, liquids are absorbed or can be absorbed better. Right. And so um, magnesium, when you take it, helps everything relax. Okay. And so particularly if you, this also is very good if you're having restless legs at night. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be really helpful or leg cramps. Right. You know, magnesium is all helpful for those sorts of things. And this is another thing that you want to make sure you're not overdoing. So just make sure you read the dosage, right? Right. Follow what's on the bottle. Okay. And um, it's kind of the safest bet. Otherwise, talk with your provider. Mm-hmm. If you're taking too much magnesium, you will notice that your stools are looser. Gotcha. It's okay. It's not necessarily doing harm, I guess, unless you're doing it for a really per- over a period of time. But it just means that that's too much magnesium for your body. And gotcha. And it just back off a little bit okay um there's other things too you know even in the evenings we hear things like you know you see on some of those you know older old time movies we don't necessarily see it now where they used to have tea before bed yes you know chamomile tea or chamomile Mm -hmm. and lavender tea they're all of these things that help our bodies promote rest and sleep and relaxation and can be even a stress reliever Right. Um, you mentioned lavender. Yes. Lavender is a great, very accessible tool mm-hmm. for people. Um, I think diffusing lavender in your bedroom is a great idea. Right. It helps shift that energy, but also lavender, we know, helps you 
rest, relax, less anxiety. You know, it triggers all of those great things in your body. And that's another thing that I have noticed in one of those when you suggested that it did help me having that in as part of our process for me and my son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're great with our kids about having these bedtime routines. Right. And having a routine every night and a bedtime every night. Kind of think about that for yourself as well. Right. Um, And even thinking about things like, you know, if I'm really having a difficult time, Epsom salt baths at night. Wonderful. Well, I'm sure that we'll have to come up with this topic again down the road, Dr. Amy. We appreciate you sharing all this. Do you know what we're talking about in a couple of weeks when you come back in? I think we're going to be talking a little bit about detox and getting ready uh, for our next season. Perfect. Excited to talk about that. Next week, you can join us. We're going to be talking to our friends from ClearStep Financial. We appreciate you all being part of the Health and Wealth Show here on My MyTalk 1071.